0: Welcome to the Engineer Your Success Podcast. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to have you here and hopefully you'll be able to pick up some concepts that will help you win at work and at home. For those of you that are longtime listeners, we just started doing interview-based episodes a little bit earlier this year. The initial interview was with Mr. Jerome Myers, who is a very dear friend, and he has the Dreamcatchers podcast. Well, part of what we did was basically had an interview swap. I interviewed him for my podcast, and he interviewed me on the Dreamcatchers podcast. Today's Engineer Your Success episode provides excerpts from the interview that Jerome did of me. On the Dreamcatchers podcast is going to be a great episode. It is a great episode. Uh, I go into a little bit more detail again about my personal story, but I also talk about my philosophy and business, uh, my philosophy in work-life balance. And Jerome knows just how and which questions to ask to bring out a little bit more of the information that I may have stored in or that may be reserved for the clients that participate in my one-on-one coaching or group coaching programs. A few quick updates before we get to the episode one, if you know of any people that you believe will be great guests for the engineer your success podcast, please reach out. You can get all of my contact information from the show notes. I also want to check in on how you're doing on achieving your goals. One of the goals that I set for this year was to participate in a 10K. And so some of the many goals or steps that I started working on to get there was to run a few miles each week, continue to participate in my Orange Theory workouts. But, you know, the other week I really was able to run further without stopping than I had ever had in my whole life. And I was able to run a little over five miles uh, the other morning, which, you know, for some people that may not be a lot, but for me, it is significant and it just really shows that you can make progress towards your goals. And so I'm continuing to train. The race is in April. And so if I'm at five miles now, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to that 6.2 and continue to increase my time. And of course, this is a family activity. So, you know, my wife and I were getting up in the morning, we're walking and running and training together. And it's really been a cool time. The last reminder is to sign up for the next UnWebinar. So, this is no slides, no sales pitch, just added value, where we get together in small group meetings and tackle just some general issues. We did goal planning and goal setting. In 2021, uh, this year, we've been focusing on developing your personal mission statement. You'll hear a little bit more about this toward the end of this episode, but I wanted to throw the reminder in here. Okay. All right. That's enough of me talking on the preamble. Now it's time to get to Jerome asking great questions, and I hope that you will enjoy and get value out of this interview. At Bannowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the discussions that you and I had, Jerome. Maybe it was just getting to a point where in understanding that if I want to grow in my coaching practice, in leadership training, then I have to stop treating it like a side business and start treating it like a business. And if I'm treating it like a business, then that means that I am going to begin to put myself out there in what I'm doing. So I started that, you know, if you go back and look on my feed, you'll see some very, very, I, I would say elementary style social media posts and talks. And, you know, there's stuff that's out there. I started dabbling in doing some webinars and some free kind of uh, meetup type things. But it's been consistent over the past two years and this past year I would say have has reached the peak level of consistency for me being able to publicly launch the podcast uh, about engineer your success and then being able to produce content week after week and increase my online presence. And I thought that there would be people looking at me funny in, in my profession as a civil engineer and looking back and saying, well, how do they let you do that? And you do get some of that. But most of the people that I interact with at work and otherwise are really happy and excited because they say that it's really good to have personal development that's targeted and marketed towards engineers. And you're like, nobody else is doing that. And you're one of us. And when I come in and do training or we're talking about concepts, it's really easy for me to relate it in a language that they can understand. And so, you know, one comment was, That was great. You didn't have to translate it again. Like you brought it and brought it to us in terms that we could understand and concepts that we could move forward with. And so I've really got a great response and interaction. People are asking about the podcast. We just had the the TRB annual meeting in Washington, D.C. earlier in January, and people are walking up to me and saying, hey, I listen to your podcast, you know, it's great, and keep delivering the content, or I may want to hire you to do X, Y, and Z. And had I not been consistently producing then and getting exposure, none of that would happen.
1: None of it would happen. Because if they don't know you, they can't flow you, as my man Carl Sona says. Yep. So- All right. You did making the investment give you more confidence or did you have more confidence and then you made the investment?
0: I think it was a little bit of both. I think making the investment was an indication that it was serious for me and I was going to move forward. Not that I was going to play around, but making the investment was okay. boom, uh, this is what I'm going to do. It provided some systems and some context for some of the concepts that I you know, would cover in my training and stuff like that. It was good. The best thing about that was the community of other business coaches that I was able to work with and develop relationships with and actually look to develop partnerships with on some collaborations in the future. That was the absolutely best thing that came out of that I think when we're making investments in programs, we have to really consider, you have to really consider what you want out of the program. Are you looking for a business in a box? Do you think that you're going to get into this program? They're going to send you this information. And then all of a sudden, all you have to do is kind of press play and you're going to be making money. Don't think of it that way. I would say, because it doesn't happen that way, no matter how the programs are built, you still have to actually do the work to make it happen, and a lot of these programs, because I guess you know I'm part of two the the John Maxwell team and a Business Made Simple coach, they provide great tools, great you know formats, things that you can do, but you have to buy into their system, meaning that you can't do it half-heartedly. Uh, you, you know you can't do a little bit of this and a little bit of that in order to really excel at what they're selling you have to entrench yourself in what they're selling
1: ooh so i always struggled with that right because there's this what's unique to you like yes. why wouldn't they just go to donald or john yes and so and i could feel you wrestling with that a little bit because you have a perspective yes right you you have an opinion about a lot of things and it's based on experience not theory Yes. Right. Yes. So how did you bundle that or how did you package it in a way that is better you for you or engineer your success or the engineer's blueprint? You got these different pieces and parts that are out there. And I, I just want to help people get maybe a tool or a tip, maybe a tactic on how they can take the cohesive body of knowledge that they did in their literature review Guys, he's a doctor. He's He's got his PhD. He knows about these things. And, and then put it in a concise format so that you can present it to the consumer in a way that they can actually take action against it. Because you're helping transform people's lives. You're helping them get control of their businesses. Am I getting it right or? No, no,
0: no. You're, you're absolutely correct. You learn how to synthesize the information. So for me, I did not take the wholehearted all right, I'm going to be a business made simple type coach and I'm going to sell everything just the way that they have it because that was inauthentic for me. I have to be able to teach and talk and coach and mentor and consult from the experience that I have and supplement that experience with some of these other pieces. And so I used the tools as a supplement, not my main thing. And because of that, you know, did you know my business grew, but it grew in a different way than it would have had I, you know, just went head headlong into hey, this is the certification program I'm in, and I'm going to do everything that I say that I'm that I need to do.
1: Okay, and so we talked about this at one point. We'll come back to it now. Why'd you go and get certified? I mean, there's no accrediting body, right? You're a licensed right. engineer, mm-hmm. you know, DPOR for the state of Virginia is the regulatory board for yep. that. You, you got to have a certain set of credentials. You got to pass a test, experience, etc. But there is no governing body for coaching or consulting to engineering business leaders. Mm-hmm. So why make five-figure investments in programs to get them to say, James Bryant has my stamp of stamp approval.
0: Stamp of approval. For me, it's you're acquiring the knowledge in... I think it is a combination of how the programs are packaged and being able to say, "Okay, I'm going to go through this material and I'm going to pick up these different pieces from the material. I do want to add this. I said the best thing about the Business Made Simple certification was the community. That is almost correct. The absolutely best thing about it is that I took my own business and used the principles that were taught. To help me build my business, to help me be more consistent, to help me stay on message, to help me build my social media presence, to help me develop proposals. All of those things that, you know, we would go through in
1: the coaching certification, I used it for me. So are you saying that you were a science experiment? Are you the guinea pig for whether or not the stuff works?
0: I was the guinea pig on whether or not it works and it does work it absolutely, if you apply it, it works.
1: Can you give us an example of something that you did that worked that you were like, ah, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, okay. We can, we can even go where, where there's, where the focus is now. So, you know, we talk about from a marketing perspective that if you really want to widen your, broaden your impact, you have to really narrow your focus and narrow down and niche down into what it is you want to actually do. And, you really want it to be as if when you're developing your messaging, you want it to be that, you know, like people in a crowded room, they're in a party, whatever it is. <sighs> you know, you got all the crowd noise and somebody's whispering what you do and the other person hears it and they're like, oh, oh, he's speaking right to me. And so just think about that for a minute. If you, if you go back, I don't know which podcast it was. It might have been when I first started the company. We did a Dream Catchers podcast and you were like. So James, who's your customer? Who do you, you know, who do you, who are you going to coach? And my answer was everybody. I think I can help everybody. That was my naive answer. I do, you know, you, you, I may be able to help some, but you listen, where's the focus? And so going through the program helped me to find that focus and help me to refine it and say, I am going to focus on business leaders, key principles, people with an engineering background. That's going to be my market. I'm going to develop the podcast, engineer your success. That's going to be kind of the playground that I use.
1: Okay. Now we know who you're helping, right? And then I think the next step is, well, what problem are you solving for these folks? Ooh, there's a lot of different problems that
0: we're solving. But the main problem that I typically approach is find work-life balance for the most part is really finding that balance, letting people know that, yes, you can have both. You can have a great career, You can run a great dynamic business, but if you do not take care of yourself, then it will not last. And so learning how to find that balance of self-care and business care, self-care and career care is the main focus of what I do now. That's been expanding over the past few months to increasing people's, the engineer's capacity to lead and their ability to effectively communicate. Because if you're not there, you can't leave. So you, it still flows back into work-life balance, but it's which angle are you approaching that in?
1: Okay. What makes you passionate about that? Right? I mean, I, I think this is mission work for most people when you start serving in this type of capacity. Because it, it can be all-consuming. It can be exhausting. I, I can run down the list of things that it can be. Mm-hmm. But for you, why why are you drawn to this work? Wow. That That is a really...
0: Good question. Um, And it's there. There's several levels there. One, it would be that when I was growing up, you know, my dad had a a job and he had a side business. And the one thing I wanted from my dad was more time. Always wanted more time. I didn't understand, you know, the economics of it all. And he's trying to do his best to take care of the family. Like none of that was in my mind was like, I, I want to have more time. And so that was always in the back of my mind. So now, you know, you look at me, I get my PhD, get married, move to, you know, Richmond, Virginia. We have our first child. I'm working in Washington, DC, traveling every day via a van pool. And my wife gets pregnant again. And then the first she child- She didn't get came. pregnant
1: by herself. Don't put that on Melba. Don't put that on Melba. She ain't doing no
0: by herself. I don't mean it that way, but we get pregnant again. So, you know, you run into these things. If you say we get pregnant, people are like, you didn't get pregnant. If you say she got pregnant, then they're they're like, well, wait a minute. She didn't get pregnant by herself. Whichever way you want to shake it, here's the deal. We still had a child under a year. We get pregnant again, and my wife has to be on bed rest. So immediately, my situation changes. I cannot go to D.C. every day. I have to be here in Richmond. I still have to provide for, for my family. I have to figure out how, how, how am I going to do this? Listen, TRB was gracious enough to allow me to work off site at that time. And that was uh, 13 years ago. And I've still been, still been working offsite ever since that time. And what it allowed me to do was to be able to serve my career and my family and my community. And so you, so you start thinking about this. You start thinking about, wow, you can actually do both. You can set things up where you're able to make a great contribution to your business and your career, and you're there for your family. Now, Jerome knows the story. My, my son Nathaniel was born eventually, but he was born like at 26 weeks in a day. He was one pound, 14 ounces. My wedding ring, which is here, could fit, his thigh could fit into my wedding ring, his thigh, okay? That's how small it was. Was born after being 10 days old. He had surgery. Stopped breathing there on the table. I see my son turn blue. Don't know what's going on. Eventually, they're able to uh, revive him. They have the surgery. He's not doing well in the NICU, but this whole time he's in the NICU, Jerome. I'm going, I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm dealing with the kid, my um, older son, helping my wife. And from time to time, I do have to go to D.C. to go do some things for my day job meetings or whatever it is. And so I'm, 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 working, I'm hustling, I, I'm balancing all of this. And it wasn't easy. It was not easy. And eventually, you know, things got even worse with my son and they went to do another surgery in that December. And I remember, uh, you know, just going, you know, to the, to, to there and the doctor saying, we need to go in, we need to do the surgery. We don't know how things are going to go, you know, be prepared for the worst. And we were prepared for the worst because we had to get to the point where we were where we were willing to let him go. And they did the surgery, came back. The doctor was really, I guess, sullen looking. And we come up to him and we are like, you know, just tell us what it is. And he just starts smiling. He's like, I don't get to, I don't get to give this kind of news in these kinds of cases. And they were able to successfully operate on my son. And thank God he is healed. He doesn't have any intestinal issues that they thought he was going to have. And he's 13 years old now. And so, so just think through, I'm passionate about helping people get what I was able to create. I've been able to create a life where I can have a great career. I can start a business. I'm running a business. Uh, I'm investing in real estate. And most importantly,
1: I'm connected to my family. Most importantly, I'm connected to my family. Now most people go to this space in this place where they I'm doing all this for them, right? I I I, I, I I'm doing uh, 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 the grind, uh, 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 uh. and you're saying no. I, I'm spending time with them. I, I'm connected to them. I'm, I'm I'm the chef. I'm I'm the chief nutritionist. I'm the <laughs> I'm the inspiration to exercise. I I look, let's talk about that, man. How much have you lost, man? Give me, give me, give us some stats, right? Oh, this, this I is... mean,
0: just still, it's still 50 pounds. I'm still, still 50 pounds down from my high, a little, a little under, a little over 50 pounds from my high. I'm still working out a few times a week. We're going to be running the uh, Richmond Monument Avenue 10K in April, uh, you know, after yeah. we come back from St. Lucia, of course.
1: Woo! <laughs> I, I woke up at two o'clock this morning, James, thinking about extraction. Yes. getting on the computer. I, I tell you what, if this this last idea I got works uh-oh, out, uh-oh. man, people are gonna be blown away,
0: man. I'm, I'm sure. Telling I, you. Listen, I'm sure that it's absolutely going to work out. But you know, people getting back to this whole, this this whole thing of I'm doing it for them. I'm working all of these hours. I'm making money for them. No, you're not. That's not true you are working in doing those things to fulfill your own ego to fulfill something that you have going on with you you feel that you are making that contribution you're putting all that stuff in and it makes you feel good to do to do that and to say that but it's not for them it's not well who is it for it's for, they, they it's, spend for it all? it's for you it's for you it's for that person to feel good about themselves they've grown up in an environment where that was modeled, right? And that's what they think is what they need to do. Ooh. That's, I mean, that's just that's just just being straight. You're not doing it for your kids because the value to your children and your family isn't just the money and the financial resources. The thing that they cannot replace is you. And the most valuable thing that you have is your time. And so if you really want to do something for your family, I'm going to look right in the camera. If you really want to do something for your family, then what you do is you spend time with them, right? And then here's the other thing. Don't just spend time doing the things that you like to do. Find out what your family likes to do. Find out what your spouse likes to do. Find out what your children like to do and put it in your schedule to spend time with them doing things that they like to do. It's absolutely, then, that, then you can say, I'm doing that for them because then you are.
1: Oh, take that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> take that. You're doing for them what they want you to do. It's it's the platinum rule. Yep. Right? It's not treat others how you would want to be treated. It's treat others how they would want to be treated. Yes. And yes. so if you're not taking the time to actually understand what they want, then you can't. you're selfish.
0: Yes. Yeah, Ooh. you are. You are <laughs> being, selfish. Selfish. being selfish. You're being selfish. You're being selfish. You're not taking the time to listen because- if you don't take the time to listen and observe what's going on in your life, then how do you know how to respond? How do you know how to respond? How do you know what to do? You know, my oldest son loves the Cincinnati Bengals. I have no idea why I have no clue. He he loves Ohio state, but guess what? When Cincinnati's playing, I'm right there with him. We're hanging out. We're watching the game. We're having a good time. My younger son, Loves playing Pokemon Go and other stuff. Guess what I do when I'm with him? We go out and we're walking around. You know, we got to be active. We're walking around playing the game. It's not just the things that you like to do, but it's being able to do those things that the people in your life like to do. Now, does that mean that you don't have to push them? Absolutely, you're going to have to push them. I push my family all the time. Hey, let's go work out. Let's go do something active. Let's uh, I don't know if we're, I'm not I'm going to the grocery store But I'm not going to buy X, Y, and Z Because I don't think That's healthy for us Alright
1: Alright 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 So you got this Other controversial Opinion View Ooh. Position Uh oh Which one? I just threw out the word I just threw out the word Selfish mm-hmm. And there's In your world There's a difference Between selfish and self-care Yes Most of us think It's the same thing <sighs> The most selfish thing That you can do Is not care for yourself The aesthetic. the, abs- the, the- <laughs>
0: What? The most selfish thing that you can do is not care for yourself. Listen, you can't pour from an empty cup. I, I don't know why we keep thinking that we can. You absolutely have to build in time to take care of yourself and provide what you need. Now, some people will say that this is a me first approach and you'll get other, you'll get Christians that are saying, no, you can't have that approach. That's not the right approach. Listen. If you are gone, you're not going to be here to be able to be a blessing to anyone. So you have to be able to build in time to care for yourself, to care for your mind, to care for your body, and to care for yourself spiritually. If you don't build in time to do that, then you are eventually going to deplete yourself. You're going to find yourself alone, lonely. It may be divorced. It may be that you are you don't have a good relationship with your kids. You, there's a whole lot of other things that happen when you let yourself go down that hole. Mm-hmm.
1: So what are the best ways to care
0: for yourself then? There is no one size fits all solution for that, Jerome. Uh, what I would tell, what I would say is to walk through a very similar process that we use for the engineer's blueprint, uh, which is one, focus on what matters most to you. So find out what matters most from a self-care perspective. What are the things that you do that give you energy? What are the things that you do that you notice that when I work out or when I'm doing meditation or when I'm doing these things, life just feels right? What are those things for you? And then say, well, why don't I do those things more? And how can I design my daily schedule to be able to do those things? How can I
1: design a quarterly time where I can get away
0: and be refreshed?
1: Ooh, okay. So figure out what's most important. Then design your activities around that. Why do we have to figure out what's important first? If you don't know what's
0: important, then where are you going? It's like you're going somewhere, but you don't have a destination or direction. You don't know where you're going. You're going to get lost and you'll never get there. If you don't know where you're going, you'll never get there. But everything's important and everybody's more important than me. No, no, no. Everything cannot be important. Everything cannot be equally important. And... You know, we'll we'll go through this whole process where if it's just you you, you brainstorm, what are the different things that you want to do? What are the different things that are important? Now, what I want you to do is give me your top two. Top two. I can't do that. I need to need more. Okay, give me your top three. Oh, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, just give me your three. And then let's design a plan to focus on those three. As you begin to incorporate those three into your life, they'll become habits and you won't even think about them again. And guess what? That'll increase your capacity to begin to say, well, that fourth thing, I thought I needed to incorporate that. But you know what? By doing these top three, those things are taken care of already.
1: Mm. So choosing the thing that's most important gives you freedom to not have to do a bunch of other things because they may be unnecessary because you did the thing you said was the highest priority. Why don't people like choosing or setting priorities? I, I, I've i been baffled by this for years because everything's <laughs> not important and everybody isn't either. This is true.
0: I would say that people don't like choosing priorities because it's fear of, of being left out. What's being left out? Like, I'm going to forget something important. That That thing that I left off is going to be the very thing that I should have done. But here's the thing. If you find yourself in that situation, and this is what I I walk my clients through, is saying, okay, you you don't want to prioritize, but because you're not prioritizing, you can't take any action because you don't know where the hell to go. You have too many competing priorities. And if you really want to make progress, then let's begin to focus on the things that matter most right now in this moment so that we can move forward. Because if you still want to keep trying to keep everything a priority, then you might need to find somebody else to work with because you're not going to make any progress. That's not going to help you. And that's not going to help me.
1: All right. So you said progress and you said balance earlier, mm-hmm. and this is a sticking point for me. And I know you're going to put a bow on this. This is a softball. You have to smack <laughs> it out the park. Here it is. All right. I don't believe that you can make progress while you're in balance. This conversation that we've been kind of circling on mm-hmm. landing the airplane, If everything's important, you can't carry everything and get it all to the place. So how does this work? Are we shifting priorities so that we can attack things? Are we trying to balance everything? Like, What is it that actually leads to this life that you want these engineers to actually have? Because I feel like there's got to be some secret sauce or a magic bullet in there somewhere.
0: There's no secret sauce. There is no magic bullet. But here's the the illustration. If you get up right now, if you're not driving, you're listening to this, and you get up right now, and you walk 20 steps, are you balanced? Not while you were walking. Not while you're walking? You're shifting constantly. Constantly, you have gravity that's pulling on you. Constantly, you have things that are happening, and you're balancing and rebalancing with every moment, with every move. And that's how it is with life. (laughs) What? That's how it is with life. So when we talk about this, you know, finding balance, it's not just a, a end result. People think of this as an end result. It's a process and you're balancing and rebalancing the whole time as you're making progress and you're moving forward. And if you really want to get better balance, then you have to strengthen your core strengthen Here we go your Here core we go. Here we go. And it go no it goes back to what matters most what are you bringing into your core what matters to you how, how do you define success how do you find that define that balance and you strengthen that core and that allows you to live the life that you want it allows you to build a life of your dreams because we know, you know that how- dreams should be real oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, sir. So you're getting me now. And I, I know the folks are out there they're like, all right, all right, enough of this. I, I need to get on the line with this guy. How, how do I get on the calendar? What What is going on here? Did you give us all four steps of the blueprint? Because I know you got it's a four step process. I feel like you gave us one, maybe I, two. I gave, you two.
0: I gave you two. I right, gave you two. I'm, 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 I'm going to do it really, really quick, really quick. One focus. Are you on going to
1: give it to us? Or are you going to make them come over? To get the engineer's blueprint for the website, it's you know up what to we're you. gonna I mean, we're
0: gonna we're gonna provide a link. I'll give you the link to go and download the engineer's blueprint. But it kind of walks you through these four steps. I'm gonna tell you what, and this is something else. I know we don't have that much time left, but I, I've really been on this kind of rant lately. Have you ever gone to a a, a a webinar or a workshop? I mean, let's let's do webinars first. You've gone to a webinar, Jerome. And you know you get there and they're pretty pictures and the person's kind of smiling and they put their family up and you have all of this great stuff that's there, but you walk away with nothing to actually implement. You might feel warm and fuzzy inside, but you don't know how you're going to be able to put that into practice in your life. That's one. The other, you go to a webinar and the person's reading the slides and it's a whole bunch of information and in every other slide it's, uh, and buy into my program, come hire me. Come sign up for this, sign up for that. I hate it, got fed, fed up with it. So we, I started doing the unwebinar. So no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. Small group meetings where you can have a two-way conversation. We worked on a goal setting, goal planning in the latter part of 2021. This quarter, we're working on how to develop your personal mission statement, because we want engineers to be on a mission. We want people to be on a mission. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.